Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about postpartum thyroiditis. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash postpartum thyroiditis or in the postnatal care section of the Zero to Finals Obstetrics and Gynecology book. So let's get straight into it. Postpartum thyroiditis is a condition where there are changes in the thyroid function within 12 months of delivery, affecting women without a history of thyroid disease. This can involve thyrotoxicosis, which is hyperthyroidism, or it can involve hypothyroidism, or it can involve both thyrotoxicosis and hypothyroidism. Over time, the thyroid function returns to normal and the patient will become asymptomatic again. A small portion of women will remain hypothyroid and need long-term thyroid hormone replacement. Let's talk about the pathophysiology. The cause of postpartum thyroiditis is not clear. The leading theory is that pregnancy has an immunosuppressant effect on the mother's body that prevents her from rejecting the fetus. Then once delivery has occurred, there can be an exaggerated rebound effect with increased immune system activity and expression of antibodies. This may include antibodies that affect the thyroid gland, particularly thyroid peroxidase antibodies. These antibodies cause inflammation of the thyroid gland, leading to over or under activity. Let's talk about the stages. There is a typical pattern of postpartum thyroiditis, but not all women will follow this pattern. There are three stages. The first stage is thyrotoxicosis, or an overactive thyroid gland, and usually this is in the first three months after delivery. The second stage is hypothyroid, or an underactive thyroid gland, which is usually from three to six months. And the third stage is when the thyroid function gradually returns to normal, which is usually within one year. Next, let's talk about the signs and symptoms. The signs and symptoms of thyrotoxicosis or hyperthyroidism and overactive thyroid gland include anxiety and irritability, sweating and heat intolerance, tachycardia or a fast heart rate, weight loss, fatigue and frequent loose stools. The signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism or an underactive thyroid gland include weight gain, fatigue or tiredness, dry skin, coarse hair and hair loss, low mood, fluid retention causing edema, pleural effusions and ascites, heavy or irregular periods, and constipation. Next, let's talk about thyroid function tests. In thyrotoxicosis, you expect raised T3 and T4, which are the thyroid hormones, as well as suppressed TSH, or thyroid-stimulating hormone. In hypothyroidism, you expect low T3 and T4, the thyroid hormones, and raised TSH, or thyroid-stimulating hormone. 
Finally, let's talk about management. There should be a low threshold for testing the thyroid function in women presenting with suggestive symptoms, particularly postnatal depression. Thyroid function tests are performed six to eight weeks after delivery of the baby. Patients with abnormal thyroid function tests in the postpartum period require referral to an endocrinologist for specialist management. The typical treatment in thyrotoxicosis is with symptomatic control such as propranolol, which is a non-selective beta blocker. And the typical treatment of hypothyroidism or an underactive thyroid is levothyroxine to replace the thyroid hormone. Symptoms and thyroid function tests are monitored and treatment is altered or stopped as the condition changes or improves. Women with postpartum thyroiditis require annual monitoring of the thyroid function tests even after the condition has resolved. Monitoring is to identify those that go on to develop long-term hypothyroidism. So thanks for listening to this episode on postpartum thyroiditis. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about Sheehan syndrome.